Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Here's our host, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio. Welcome to Inside Sources. This is Taylor Morgan. I'm joined by... I was going to say, it doesn't sound like Boyd it's Matheson. It's not Boyd. We are <laughs> filling in again today for Boyd Matheson. Of course, no one can ever replace Boyd Matheson, but we are temporarily holding down the fort here for We're Boyd. We're going to do our best. While he is out. Yeah. This is Taylor Morgan. I am a partner at a Utah-based uh, political consulting and lobbying firm, Morgan May Public Affairs. My co-host, Leah Murray, is a professor of political science at Weber State University. She's tough. I'm very glad I was never in one of your classes, Leah, <laughs> because it's never good uh, maybe uh, to debate your professor in college, is it? Or no, do it you, always Or do you is. get bonus points for that? I absolutely think the way that we do this is through conversation, Taylor. So okay. well, invite my students all the time to argue with me. Well, that is a great tee up right there, Leah, <laughs> for the introduction of Inside Sources, where we hopefully have a very uh, interesting informational conversation in fairness, maybe a fair warning to listeners. Uh, Professor Murray and I may not always agree on if, every issue, but I think we'll do it in a fun, positive way, Leah. Right, and I think just like what Boyd would say if he were here, where we try to disagree better, I think you and I do model the way you should disagree. I, I like that a lot. Well, let's kick off the show by talking about an issue uh, that uh, both parties in Congress tend to uh, disagree about almost as a sport. And uh, this particular battle seems to be happening more and more often. And, of course, we are talking about the debt ceiling. Right. So the answer is every year we have spent more than we've brought in, and all of that cumulative has brought us to $31 trillion in debt. And we, sounds like a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> is it? It's, yeah. But almost like Taylor, don't you think it's such a big number that it doesn't feel like it has It doesn't impact? feel real. Right. Yeah. And I do think sometimes that hurts having the conversation when that number feels so big um, that it doesn't feel real. But let's listen. West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin, a Democrat, was on Fox Business yesterday talking about this debt ceiling. I think what we have to do is realize that we have a problem. We have a we have a debt problem. We're at thirty one I think thirty one point four trillion of public debt right now. And all we're saying is should we not make sure that we all recognize how we got there, how we prevent from going further? So let's take our trust the trust funds, whether it's Medicare, Social Security or Highway Trust, you can't let those go defunct. And and what we're saying is we have a trust act. And we would put different committees, bipartisan, bicameral committees together to look at each one of the trusts and come up with solutions of how you fix it. Okay. 
I agree with that approach to some degree. We do realize we Pause, have a debt just real problem. quick. So if you were advising a client, yeah. you would say the first thing you should do about a $31 trillion debt is to do a deep reflected ec- reflective exercise acknowledging how we got here. Like, wouldn't that require your client to say, I mismanaged funds for a really long time? It depends on the client, Leah. Okay. <laughs> no, it, it's a but fair you hear what question. I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think that's a hard political spot. I think the senator is correct that we need to do it, but the people who have to have that conversation, that seems like political, yeah. right, like end of career. That's right. So maybe to dive a little bit deeper on this, be, it's very easy for both parties and politicians in either party to to blame history, to, to blame their predecessors, to, to blame the other party for the debt or for not fixing the debt. What we have in Utah is – a great contrast to what's happening in Washington, D.C. Here in Utah, our Constitution requires the legislature to balance the budget every single year in the session. We have a 45-day session. It's the shortest legislative session in the nation. Our legislators are citizens. They're part-time legislators. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. And look, don't get me wrong. During the session, you better hold on to your wallet and hide your kids and secure your rights because no one and nothing is safe during these 45 days, right? But then they're done and they move on and they cannot constitutionally spend a dollar more in Utah than we have brought in. Yeah, but let me ask you that question because I was a college kid in the 1990s and the big conversation then in the contract with America, which was Republican Newt Gingrich kind of led, had a balanced budget amendment that they were going to push. Yeah. What happened to the Republican Party in pushing that agenda item? It's a great question. And And not that I'm just blaming. Don't misunderstand me. No, no, no. This is fair. This is fair. And I think, look, Republicans have to be honest about this. And- all credit to uh, Congressman Chris Stewart, who was here in studio uh, speaking on air with Dave and Dujanovic here on KSL News Radio this morning. He talked about the debt ceiling and he talked about the need for a hard look to try to get a balanced budget. At the same time, Leah, Republicans in Congress love to talk about the national debt. They love to campaign and politicize the national debt. And I'm not saying they're wrong to do that, but we need Republicans in Congress to be willing to cut defense and security spending or make defense and wartime spending subject to a constitutional balance budget limitation if we're ever going to actually legally balance the federal budget. All right, so let's listen again. Senator Manchin emphasizing working together on adjusting trust programs. 
We're not getting rid of anything, and you can't scare the bejesus out of people saying, we're going to get rid of Social Security, we're going to privatize. That's not going to happen. But we should be able to solidify it so the people that have worked and earned it know they're going to get it. And that's what we're talking about. And I've talked to Kevin McCarthy briefly about that. I'm going to spend more time to find out how we can bring things together. Then we should do that, and that, that guarantees it comes to the floor for a vote so the American people see that we have some solutions. It might pass and it might not. So I like that, right? Because first of all, I think Senator Manchin, don't you think Taylor is maybe the right person kind of positioned the way he is in the United Potentially States Potentially right now okay, for, for a very limited period of time, right? Okay. After – in 2024, we – okay, this is my opinion. I'm speculating here. But given the makeup of the Senate and given what Senate districts are up for reelection in 2024 in a presidential cycle – the Senate is going to flip in 2024 and Manchin will no longer have as much influence. But right now we have a limited window during which Senator Manchin from West Virginia is seen as this uh, bridge builder, this centrist right. who can maybe find some common ground between the parties here. We perhaps were seeing this attempt when he started talking about, uh, you know, some of these entitlements, right, is the word he used. Let's let's listen a little more about what he had to say in that regard. Entitlements from the standpoint, when you say entitlements, uh, people look at that differently. They have a different term, depending on what, where you come from. An entitlement, I don't look at Social Security or Medicare as entitlement. You've paid for those, okay? But on that there, is there ways that we can make sure that we have the finances in order to take care of it? Is there abuse in the system? The people that have earned it and paid for it, but is there other people that haven't and things of this sort? Or is the system basically flawed, hasn't been corrected? I'm willing to look at anything and everything but protecting the people in my state of West Virginia. Medicare and Social Security is a lifeline. That's the lifeline for 60% of the people. And they're hard workers, but they don't have big pensions. They don't have big retirement systems. They have this, and we're going to make sure we protect it. Yeah. Right. So but but I like so let's just kind of circle back. Right, Taylor. The conversation's always around Social Security and Medicare. Why is it not a conversation around defense spending, like you said? Right. So I feel we get to these points with these fiscal cliffs. Right. We run right up against this. And then there's always a conversation about cutting off funding to our elderly with regard to Medicare and Social Security. And you never hear someone talking about maybe we stop funding Ukraine. Yeah, no, that's true. Look, I don't know if you saw Top Gun, uh, but... Uh, <laughs> and that's why, Top Gun. <laughs> we're not going to cut defense spending anytime soon, Leah. All right, so come back after the break and we will get into our next topic. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.